26. Jeff London, what's up, man? Chilling. How you been? I'm doing good, man. It's been uh, another pretty couple crazy weeks, right? Yeah. So if you guys have noticed, we've uh starting to do every other week on the episode. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. That's what I think they would say, Jeffrey. No, I think they would say bi-monthly. Oh, yeah. Bi- <laughs> bi-weekly would be too. Let's edit uh, that out. It's all right. It just goes. It sounds better. It's a Jasonism. One of those things, man. Yeah. So we're doing bi-monthly twice a twice a month. We twice a month. We still on Mondays. Still on Mondays every other week during this busy, busy, extremely busy, <laughs> busy time for us. When things start to slow down, hope they never do. Uh, we might go back to the the weekly. But well, this takes it almost back to that question we had. A few months ago about Where do you see it Remember that question we got Where do you see it like Peaking and lowering I haven't seen a lowering yet I think you said it's going to come in hot And and then it was going to like fade out a little bit Then come back It hasn't stopped It's hot It's molten lava hot Well you thought it was going to like start to slow down At the end of the summer a little bit Yeah Right And then pick back up in the fall I mean today is the first day of fall but that's what you predicted I did a predict few months that, ago, yeah. and it didn't die down did at not. all. I was wrong. I like to be wrong in that way, though. Do you know what, man? Being wrong isn't always the worst thing in the world. That's how you learn. Very true. Thanks. <laughs> Speaking of Rick Ross. He was with us uh, two weeks ago? Last no, week. last Friday. Oh, yeah. Did you open for him? I opened for him. And then two weeks before that was fabulous. How was Rick Ross the boss? He's cool, man. He put he's got <laughs> you forget how big his catalog is. Oh yeah, it's Like and how much energy all those songs have. So it's always fun to see him. I was I was I had a great time with Fabulous though. I forgot like how many records Fabulous had too. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so crazy. And he had so many like Well he had, he has Ross so many- doesn't have that many female songs. Fabulous had a lot of female songs. Yeah, he has a lot of. Well, he's like featured on a lot of songs too, and he had so many mixtapes and. Well, oh, Ross is fe- featured on so much stuff. Uh, that's though, true, too. Jesus, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a good episode lined up. Well, when don't we have a good episode lined up? That's the question here. <laughs> well, speaking of the question, we got a question of the week. Cool, man. What's the question of the week, dude? This one pertains to us, probably in a lot of ways, I guess. <laughs> what is the worst nightclub bathroom, and what's the best one? Because there are some grimy, grimy. But ones. there's a different. Sometimes, oh, let's see. No, I know a few. I'll tell you the best one first, though. What's the best one? 
there's two for a tie. One's gonna date me. One's I'm, one's gonna date it. One's gonna be dated. One's yeah. gonna be current. Okay. The dated one is gonna be the unisex bathroom on the second floor of Limelight. Right. It there was never a line. It would just float. You know what I mean. And the second award goes to Live because their bathrooms are always on point too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like quick. I never have to yeah. fuck around. Worst bathroom was this place called. I, I don't, God, I hope I don't get murdered for this because I don't think I remember the name. Opium in New York City. I got sick. <laughs> and as I'm in the bathroom, I'm holding the door shut and people are trying to get in because it's only one door. And if you open that door and you're yeah. sitting on the toilet, it's taking out your knees. <laughs> you know those bathrooms right. like where the door just barely touches the toilet? Yeah. And that, that's what that's what that was. Oh, and the the bathrooms at the box were really cool. What were they like? The unisex bathrooms. Oh. Um, I was using them one day, and uh, I, f- I was like, why is there, like, something shining on the door in front of me? I look up. It's a mirror. I'm like, what the fuck is this mirror doing? All right, I look down. There's, like, two wood things that are, like, diagonal. So I thought it was, like, place to put your drink, but there was no place to put your drink because it was slide down. Right. And then I go turn around, and there's a bench above the toilet seat. The bathrooms are made to have sex in. You put the girl on the toilet seat bench and put her feet in those diagonal things, and you watch in the mirror above your head. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy, right? Crazy. The The worst one that I have yeah. is a place that's no longer here, so I can talk about it. But they, they didn't have a bathroom attendant. To clean the floors or anything. Also, it was just like a straight up like grunge bar situation. No, but it was there. like a nice club. But it was like just except for the bathrooms. Except for the bath. I mean, the grossest, most smelling bathrooms. Really. And they had the. <laughs> you know how there are fruit flies. There's also a thing like pea flies. That those like fruit. They look like fruit flies, but they attracted to pee, and they were just all over the bathroom. Ugh. Finally, after like five years, they get a bathroom attendant cleaned it up. It was like. They were just notorious for that. I used to actually go through the kitchen and go to the like chef's bathroom because it was like I've done so that a lot grimy. Too. Yeah, yeah. It was like the grimy. That's and, crazy. And then there was this other one, which no longer exists too. It was called Emerald, and it was kind of an Alice in Wonderland kind of kind of. That's theme. cool. Or no, I know what no. you're talking about. It it was in the the hotel, yeah. right? Was it Alice in Wonderland or? Or no, Wizard of Oz Wizard had of Oz. Emerald yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, sorry, Wizard of Oz. It was on the first floor of that hotel, right? Yeah. Revere Hotel? Correct. Yeah. So all the doors to the bathroom had mirrors on them. So the whole hallway was mirrored, and then the doors were mirrored as well. Oh, that's cool. There was only, like, green tiny light or red tiny light to show you where the bathrooms were. That's amazing. But when you get after it... Yeah, you're just staring in a room full of mirrors, and you're like, like "Where is up, the bathroom?" Right? And there's like five or six bathrooms, but this is a hallway oh, of mirrors. Cool. So you're pulling on things, yeah. but it's really not the door. It's oh, that's awesome idea yeah. though. That's like I think I went to the bathroom once, and it had one of those uh, when you close the door, the the it's glass, but when the door closes, it gets solid again. Oh, right, right, right. So, like, Like yeah. Like a shaded, like a shaded window. Yeah, yeah. So, when you press the lock, it, like, it, 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 like, frosts up. That was cool. Oh, I was at this club in Jersey. That was really cool. And in the men's bathroom, they had, like, Kiss. 
like uh, the kiss mouth, so you're peeing in in a mouth. Oh man, <laughs> we're ending that one on that note. <laughs> That's the end of our bathroom talk. Yeah, but very it's very important. Yes. It is. It I is think uh, it. Ugh, I've been, but like I've been like bathrooms in like smaller cities. That's like just like a. Remind me. That's like a just going to like your neighborhood like bar. Yeah. That like there's only one person works there and they put ice in the in the urinal. Yeah. Like it does something. That's amazing. Well, once again, thank you for those questions. Yeah, let's go. Oh, we're doing a little yelp action. Yeah, man. Jeff's favorite segment and my favorite segment of the show, and I think a lot of our listeners' favorite segment of the show, right? Which is Yelp reviews. Jeff, what you got this week, brother? So I'm switching it up a little bit. Okay, we gotta admit the names and uh, places of of this, but I believe I have a trio. Of Yelp reviews. From the same venue? From the same damn place. Oh, my God. It must have been open a long time because these, they're spread out by, each are spread out by three years. Right. So this must be like a place that really sucks, but still for somehow reason has been there for mm, 15 years. Yeah, has to be. Sweet. This is good. Let's go. You ready? Yeah. The Daily C, he says... This is a definition of blank hipster. I'm omitting the city's name. On the oh-so-original 80s night. What is you people's obsession with the 80s? Seriously, the 80s fucking sucked. The (laughs) pop music sucked also. Anyway, this bar used to be for the career alcoholic old fucks. But ever since they started the 80s night and the Zodiac sign night, (laughs) it's nothing but a bunch of hipster doofuses. The direct decorations in the bar are pretty cool if you like your drinking establishments to look like a secondhand shop from a couple decades ago. There's a bunch of old lunchboxes and radios and cheesy shit like that. And yes, there's a light up dance floor. Oh my God, I got too drunk and I had an orgasm because I felt like I was in a Michael Jackson video. It was so awesome. Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding. This place sucks and is in a shitty part of town where nothing else is so you can't even walk to it. Oh, in the back bar, sometimes I see people doing Jenkum right at the bar. Unbelievable. Blank, blank, blank. More like blank, blank lounge. Am I right? That's so funny. Loaded. I, I know where this place is. I don't know. I Well, obviously, I see the city. And, yeah. like, what are you expecting, bro? I know. Your neighborhood got gentrified, kid. <laughs> This this what about Zodiac sign night? Yeah, would, I'm very interested about that. Yeah, is that a party? I'm very unfamiliar with. I mean, where my Aries at? Where my Leo's at? Yeah, but I never. Heard I don't know, that. but I don't know what it would mean. But I love this part. There's a bunch of <laughs> the secondhand shop. You know what? This sounds like a place I definitely would hang out at. Let's to go. be honest with you. All right, there's this place in Queens that I eat at that has everything on this thing. It describes this place I eat at all the time perfectly. He changed the, the ending when I bleeped it out. He changed it from bleep sulky lounge to bleep sucky lounge. <laughs> yeah, I got it now. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. 
You ready for the second one? Yeah. Oh, my God. Stephen C. says, if you're a hipster or a human dumpster fire, this is a place for you. You couldn't pay me to go to blank slutty lounge. <laughs> now it's, it goes from sulky lounge to sucky lounge to, slutty, to lounge. slutty lounge. Especially on 80s night. Couldn't think of anything lamer if I tried. Oh, my God. These people really hate 80s. They music. hate the 80s. How do you think these, these, uh, these Yelp reviewers are? I don't know. <laughs> Not old enough for the 80s. No. Which is weird because the first one was from 12 years ago. So it'd be like, so say 2010, 2009, right? You're going to tell me that kid never lived in the 80s? Not if he's 21. All right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe they're, maybe they're just like 70 year olds doing these Yelp reviews. They are. They're pissed their bar got gingerfied. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Chelsea M says, manager was a terrible source of fun. Source of fun, quote. <laughs> Told us we couldn't smoke anything outside and kicked us out even though we had tickets for the night. Fucking bullshit. Drew is a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, fuck you, Drew. Yeah, Drew. You're Douchebag. They had tickets for the night too. Tickets for eighties. The night? funny thing, or that, Zodiac that, night. I mean, this place must be popping if they got if they got uh, tickets. You know, hard hard <laughs> tickets to get in. They, they get tickets to Zodiac night, dude. Couldn't smoke anything outside. How how is somebody going to regulate that? Oh, maybe they were too close to the door. They didn't want them smoking next to the door. I don't get it. I don't get it. Drew sucks though. Drew's a douche. <laughs> All right. All right. We got a special guest. Yeah, we got a special guest in the house. Our man, George. Georgie, one time. George explains it all. We welcome our man, the resident music advisor. Advisor. Nerd. Music nerd. No, no, nerd. The EDM nerd. No, 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 nerd. No, nerd. No, no, nerd. Our man, George. And today, George explains it all. And today's episode of George Explains It All. Trance music. Trance. Well, hello, everybody. What's hey, up? Doug. I'm here to tell everyone that trance is not dead. Yes. <laughs> but it's almost. So <laughs> It's on its last leg, that's for sure. <laughs> so, so I'm here to save it. All right, Georgie. Let's, get, let's hear your uh, rebuttal to saving uh, house music. Well, trance. Or your argument for saving trance music. Trance, I'm sorry. Well, maybe give us the definition of trance or yeah. the. So, trance is basically a more melodic type of dance music. The BPM goes between nine, 125 and 150, so it's actually faster than house, than most house that we're used to. Wider range. Yes, wider range, but it, it, it skews on the faster part. So, it's like 144 is pretty common. Um, trance is what it was the biggest thing in like the 2000s like Tiesto used to be trans Armin van Buren used to be trans I had LimeWire in my computer and I downloaded trans and I gave it AIDS, AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx yeah. so <laughs> it, it was how I got into dance music um, 
we all remember like Ferry Coriston, Paul Alkenfall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything was like about like 133 to 135 BPM during that era of it, I believe, right? Yes. And that's what they call right now classic trance. There are many other types classic, of trance. There's classic trance now. That's amazing. Or that's like so you o- know o- we're getting old. OG trance. Um, there are other kinds of trance. Like there is melodic trance, like Gareth Emery, which has a little bit more vocals. Trance songs tend to be longer, so because they have intro and outro space, so it's like pretty much similar to house in the sense that you mix in and out without people perceiving it, and that's like something cool, something I like about trance, versus like dubstep and other stuff where like they're clear cuts. And they're almost like two minutes and thirty five seconds. Some of those records, sure. <laughs> and some of the trance records is almost eight to ten yes. minutes, right? Yeah, like the Jonathan Peters remix of uh, Whitney Houston. That was like eight. 45 probably yes it, it's it's long it's crazy it gives the djs more room to just experiment and do uh in that era trance used to be very minimal vocals now the melodic part of trance is like the one that's still prevalent and there is also another subgenre of trance that's that has, has kind of branched out and it's its own genre now i think it's like side trance like side trans and trans fans are not always the same people yeah, yeah. because they're they they started the same and that's the beauty about dance music and what I love about this segment is the, talking about how some things start as one thing and then they branch out and then when there's enough artists and enough music released under one sound it becomes its own genre like it, everything used to be bass music and now there's like dubstep melodic yeah, yeah, yeah. bass space bass same with house house keeps branching 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 evolving right. as there is more people with access to the just production tools and stuff. We it's need like a, that for hip hop. It's music. like a big family tree. It is. It but is. We need that to see the house uh, field. You know, whatever it's called, the house uh, category category has yeah. a, uh, has the right idea. There's they branch off into other things. Hip hop is just rap slash hip hop. I don't believe that. It golden be like era. That. Yeah, but it doesn't get categorized like mumble it, rap. I put it's, it needs its official name like Got like it. the house category. Yeah, is. why don't you start naming them? We need a petition. <laughs> Let's do it. Pour it up. Uh, what so, else? Yeah, you, they so, branch off into other stuff. So, so, who are some of your favorite trans artists? Ooh, Gareth Emery for sure. Mm-hmm. I like Gareth. Uh, old school Dash Berlin. I mean, I like Dash Berlin when he plays big room, but I also miss. Trans Dash Berlin, I think they were awesome. Dash Berlin said they, not a him. Everyone take note. It's three people. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, I did not know that. The, actually, the face is now not part of Dash Berlin. Like, his name is Jeff Sotorius. Yeah. He's, he got kicked out of the thing, and they're in a the legal battle, <laughs> and they switch names every time. That's crazy. But r- as of now, like, September 2021, Jeff is not part of Dash Berlin. Uh, who else? I really like this new thing that's been happening that's like trans bass, like Seven Lions, which is like very melodic and uplifting, but it also like has the hard kicks and elements of of trans. I think it's pretty good. I think that's the way trans is evolving and resurging in the US because here the biggest thing is like bass. I like Au5 or however you pronounce that. We haven't booked him yet, so I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's AU5. So, I so where would you put... Above and Beyond. Above and Beyond is interesting. Uh, they th- Anjuna stuff is like its own thing. It's very yeah. melodic. It's very deep. It's very emotional. Their fans are like very loyal fans to them. They're well, very nice know. to I other played, people. I opened them for them one time. And really? And their fans were crazy. crazy. 
like people had tattoos of like above and beyond really? and shit. Yeah. Fun was, fact. Yeah. My crazy. first tattoo is an above and beyond tattoo. No. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, above and beyond is interesting because they connect in a way to people that's like, like for example, in their visuals, at the end of each show, they ask the promoter for all the names of the ticket buyers. And then the names of everyone that's in the room start oh, appearing. You know what they did? I played with them. That's they actually, awesome. do, one of the DJs does all the visuals yeah. live as their DJ. Yes. It's crazy because I had the setup and then they had a whole nother setup in the DJ booth really? for just visuals. Yes. Yeah. So, so they're live mixing visuals. They have this thing on every show. Someone goes and pushes the button. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like the people like cry and there's people that propose. Like Above Beyond yeah. is more than just an artist. I think it's a movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, they're not that transy. I think they are in I the. Thought they, I thought I, I, I was wrong then. I stand corrected. I, I think they, people in the trans community catalog them as, as big room trans mm-hmm. because they have house elements too and they have yeah, electro yeah. house elements too. And that's the big appeal. Like, that's, that's what appealed to me. It was because trans was like kind of monotonous. I don't know. I, wasn't, yeah, I didn't right. have my, my ear developed enough to appreciate all types of dance music. But for a big room kid like myself, yeah. coming out of the trance era, discovering Armin van Buren and Avon Beyond was like the best thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they are in the big room trance. That I think that's the consensus amongst different parts. Or Anjuna trance. So you is, would say, would you say that Tiesto kind of did the same thing when he started off as a trance, which I'm sure Above and Beyond did, but they... St- they just went with the times and just changed their sound like I have. Like, I started DJing hip-hop, and I just changed my style of DJing throughout the years to fit to what, you know, the people want. Some of these artists probably that you love that stayed trance, stayed trance, and then they got left on the bus, you know what I mean? The bus yeah. the bus took off without them, you know what I mean? So Yeah, like Ferry Corson is a good example. Gareth Emery, they, they have stayed uh, True to the genre. Yeah, evolving a little bit because obviously tools also become better available. So you have better plugins. Oh, yeah, for sure. The music quality. And more available to you than, than yes, back then. Too. Than yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. So saying that, that trance is not completely dead, you went to a festival two weeks, three weeks ago. Were there any trance DJs there? Zero at the whole festival. <laughs> Holy I mean, shit. it was Seven Lions, but Seven Lions is its own thing because it's kind of like above and beyond, right? Kind of I'm like above and beyond. Just understand. I'm just yeah. using that as a reference for myself to understand a little. So bit. you're Sorry. saying that the whole three day festival there wasn't a trans DJ? I think there was some trousy or trans bassy yeah. DJs on a side stage, tiny like on uh, the Friday. So would that be the underground rave scene of today? Like the underground would be the trancy like dungeon. With like twenty five people, like in one light, <laughs> like this, and then all they listen to is trance, and that's it. Kind of. I mean, there are still trance festivals in the U.S. One or two, right? Um, I bet you it's super weird. It's probably like the Juggalos. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think <laughs> it, whoop, whoop. It, it can be cataloged as underground because it doesn't have underground connotations. Like right. it never, it didn't start that way. Yeah, and yeah, it didn't yeah. start. That, it was the massive thing. Like what what Big Room was in 2014, and what right now Tech House is. It was trance for a decade. Like oh, you, forever. Yeah, like, Sasha Digweed, all yes. that shit. Yeah. Like people used to call trans EDM because as as EDM or electronic music grows, people from the outside call just one thing. Or you, right. you, we all know all the people that say, "Oh, that's house," and it's actually dubstep because they for them house equals EDM equals everything that's electronic. Right. Yeah. So for a bit, trans was 
EDM and everything was pop rock, hip hop, whatever. Wow. Trance music by the mastermind. Yeah, one time. One time for George. our man George. We know he's a busy man, so we appreciate him coming by. I actually learned, awesome. I learned a lot. I, learned I, don't a lot know, yeah. I don't know any of that shit, I'm man. excited for the next version of George, George Explains It All. The music. The music mastermind. mastermind. Thank you again, George. We appreciate it. Yeah, we brother. will see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, man. One time, George A. Thank you. Uh-oh. Oh, we haven't heard this music in a couple weeks, Gather man. We had some packed. It's story time. Some packed shows. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell <laughs> Well, this is one of my favorite segments of the show. We haven't done it in a couple weeks. We've been yeah. a little busy. busy. But this is uh, story time with Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff, one time. Thank you. This one's about meeting your idols. And sometimes it... It can be the worst. So, you know, there's, there's been... <laughs> they say don't meet your idols. It's true. Uh, there have been athletes that I've looked up to that I've been nervous to meet because I don't want them to be... Don't want them to suck at life. Um, but last week... Yeah, because you don't personally know how these people right, are until, on a personal level. Until yeah. you really meet them, until I deal with it them. It kind of, like, pops your fucking bubble as far as, like, that fantasy of this. You yeah. have you think this guy's totally something that he's not, and you, yeah. you don't have any facts to back up how they are. Right, know? right. Well, most of the time... It's I mean, a lot of yeah, fantasizing, yeah. yeah. So this one, so last week, this is a recent one, actually. I've seen this guy DJ probably 20 to 25 years ago. Been following his career forever. Seen him in different parts of the country and parts of the world, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the godfathers of his style of music. So we're sitting there pre-shift, and he comes in for sound check. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just staring. I'm like, I'm like 10 feet away from this. Stage. Well, I know who this is, so I know he's like a real OG. Like Super, super OG. Yeah, yeah. So I looked up in the DJ booth, and I mean, the lights are on and everything, and I'm just staring, and he's just like 10 feet away, and so I'm like, oh, man, gotta go say hi to this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. So he finishes his sound check, and I like, you know, try to intercept where he's walking. He goes over to Oh, the- so, sorry, you're going to the bathroom too? <laughs> yeah. So he, so I intercept, basically walked by the, his the guy that was handling him from our side of the thing introduces me to him, you know. Was he by himself? Yeah, he had no tour manager, no, nothing. No, that's yeah, okay. that's yeah, OG Yeah, shit. no tour manager, no handler, no assistant, no nothing. So we started. He's like, I don't need that shit. Yeah, so we just started talking, chatting it up. Tell him the last time I saw him, you know, like, oh, four, Avalon, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Jeff, what was Where, it? Avalon here? Yeah, yeah, Avalon, Boston. Yeah. I didn't know there was one. Oh, yeah. Was it affiliated with one in L.A. and New York? It was the first one, I believe. Oh, Avalon started here, then moved to L.A., and then New York? I could be wrong about that, but wow. it was, I mean, we're, this is cool. talking about 90s, 2000s. Yeah, but back then we had, like, clubs that were in multiple cities. Yeah, you don't really have that anymore. Not really. Uh, Tile Group has some. Yeah. That's about it. One Oak. One Oak. But they just got the trademark. They weren't really yeah. operating it. So the night gets started, go up. Oh, we, we left because he started talking about tequilas, and he has this new tequila coming out, or he has it coming out. And so he's by himself, so I'm like, 
So I catch the end of his set. All the tables are seated. It's 1230 in the night. And I'm near the DJ booth trying to get some uh, pictures for some, for content. You know, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, some yeah. video and stuff for the social media. Uh-huh. So then he like, looks over and he's like, I'm not going to do his, his accent or anything. Um, so he's like, hands me some tequila. Start doing tequila. I'm loving this. Was it his tequila? No, it, was like, <laughs> it wasn't. Even, it was. I got to change his. He needs an assistant. He needs a new rider. He's drinking shitty tequila. Like we need to switch it. Oh up. my god, he had Patron. No, we don't even carry Patron. Jose Cuevo. Yeah, like no. yellow Jose Cuevo. It was like the blue. It was Ugh. yeah. Well, anyways, um, so we started drinking. Then we started drinking some more, and then we chatting. He finishes the set. He's like, I want to stay for a couple of drinks. He had no handler. The guy that was handling him from our end was like, Jeff, can you, you know. I want to go home. Can you handle him now? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. And I'll walk him over to the, basically just walk him over to the hotel, make sure they I get mean, inside. If the, yeah. For our listeners that don't know, the hotel's directly across yeah, like, the street. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like, it's a not a, a big task. So I was like, I got to get something. I was, I asked him for his headphones. <laughs> I'm like, tell me. He's like, no. He's like, I, I need these he for the next tomorrow. Because like, I just saw like Tiesto, like every night he signs headphones, throws them inside. So I'm like, oh, I got to have something. Oh my God. You're so, like a little kid. Oh, yeah, like a so, baseball yeah, game. And I never asked. Baseball. I, I never asked. <laughs> I never asked. But we're sitting down there slugging tequila for like, Almost to like three thirty. Uh, no, you're, not two thirty in the morning. So you waited an hour and a half for that window to open up where you could take advantage of him being drunk and be like, "Yo, dumb no. headphones, break them off." <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no. But he, he's like, uh, "Let me sign something." But I was like, "I'll walk you back, whatever." He's like, "Drink, drink with me." I'm like, "Absolutely." So we started talking about music. He's like, "I'll sign something for you. I, I can't give you my headphones." So he drew me this picture. I, is, I actually yeah, saw the picture. Pretty it's, amazing. It's fucking awesome. I was kind of so jealous. I walk him back and he's like, "Oh, I have a big suite up here." He's like, "Let's continue the conversation about music." And I'm like, "This is gonna be awesome." Epic so we go, time. yeah. So we go up there and probably hung out for another hour or so just talking about music. And I left there, gave the man a hug, and uh, he actually texted me the next morning. He was like, "Great time hanging." And that's it was pretty like, cool. And I didn't text back because I'm leaving it at that. And I'm, I hope, yeah, I yeah, hope bro. I'm leaving it on that note. I hope I never see him again. But that night, I'll never forget. And that's story time with Uncle Jeff. <laughs> that's amazing. One time, man, that happened to me one time. Yeah. Satellite Records, New York City. Sitting in satellite records, and I'm like, this is back in the day, like we have to pull records off the wall and yeah, play yeah, them on a turntable with the yeah. headphones, to like to hear what songs they were, because there's no way those songs would ever be heard any other way. Yeah, you know what I mean? Unless you were at a club. I mean, geez, you had to find music on your own. Mm-hmm. House music, satellite records was a house music right, store. Right, definitely. So Scribbles in there pulling Mad Records, and they were on his dick because he was. Huge at that yeah, time, yeah. like M- first DJ on television. I've had plenty of interactions with Scribble prior to this meeting, right. and uh, it was just a coincidence. Like back then, we didn't have cell phone. Oh, damn, yeah. I'm like old, <laughs> but like you couldn't contact people. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like shit, whatever. So Scribble's pulling records, and and I'm, we're trading music, and like we had a relationship prior to this, but right. still, it's still like somebody I don't have any contact with outside of like his manager. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. 
So I didn't have a direct line to speak to him. So it was like a nice time. So we're trading records, and all of a sudden I gave him this record. I was like, dude, I really wanted this record. This record's fire. He listened to it. He loved it. He's like, bro, can you get me one of those? I said, yeah, no problem. Go to the lady. Can you grab another one of these for a scribble? Oh, this is the last one? Oh, okay. Scribs, you know what, man? You're like my idol, bro, and I really fucking appreciate you. But this is the last one. This one I really wanted. Right, so at the end he's like, "I got you, bro. It's good." He's, I mean, this guy's got a right, right, like, right. fucking Wait, like, see, he, see, one record wasn't breaking him, right? So then I pack up my shit. I gotta go because I, I used to take the bus from upstate New York to New York City to cop my records. So he goes, "Scribs, you do me a favor. You sign one of my records for me." He's like, "Of course, man." He called me Boogie. So I pull out the record. It's the record that he wanted. No, and no. So I have this record on my wall to this day. That's awesome. Of the, I, I don't have all the records signed that I've had signed on right. my wall. There's only a very few. Like D Nice is like sure. one of my close friends, and he wrote D Nice's message on his record. Yeah. So I posted that, and the first one I did was Bust Rhymes. That's up there, and then there's Scribble that says, "To my guy Boogie." First come, first serve, I guess, huh? Ha, 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 DJ Scribble. That is awesome. You can applause for that one, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I couldn't give it to him, man. Oh, no, know what you had to do back then? Instead of pulling records, they would actually have a snippet on the website. Yeah, on DJ City they did. But that's, oh, yeah. No, no, they didn't. Or I'd they, hear it on the, on the website somehow, and then I'd... Write down the records, and then I, that's how I knew about yeah. what songs I wanted. So, yep, that's that. Oh shit! Know what time it is? Breaking news. The PNN. PNN. Positive News Network. With your host Jeff London. This just in. The Fujis are back on tour. Whoa. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't even know that. Miss Lauren Hill, Wyclef. Praz have announced that they have planned to take to the stage in the first Let's world tour goes, in 25 years. No, it's their 25th anniversary. Correct, which was the last time they did a world tour. Damn. 15 years ago, they broke apart. They did some other tours and stuff like that. I saw them up, not up in Smokers, called Smoking Grooves. Smoking Grooves. Wow. Dude, that tour was sick. It was Tribe Called Quest, Fuji's, and like some other common, I think. Wow, that's a good one. Oh, I was a baby. But it's also, you correct, it's the 25th anniversary of the masterpiece, The Score. Oh, what a great album. So they announced New York, Jersey, D.C., Chicago. Uh, oh, I got it right here. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, dude. Well, first of all. L.A. probably. Well, New York didn't get announced yet. Same. No, they're not announcing it. It's going to be a surprise show. Wait, I know where it is. I just fucking saw something about it. Really? You might be the first to know. Oh, shit. It's at the seaport on the rooftop of the seaport, South Street Seaport. <laughs> you just telling everybody? Yeah, because it was on the internet. Oh, it was? Oh, yeah, I saw it somewhere else, but it's not on here. Yeah, because it was supposed to be a private show. Oh, you want to know where I saw it? Ticketmaster, when I purchased oh. my tickets this morning. To what? For New York, it's my birthday. <laughs> Wait, you going to their show? Yeah, I got front. I got third row in the top level. Are you really going? Yeah, I just bought tickets this morning. That's unbelievable. 
I got really good seats. It's my birthday present to myself. My birthday is the 27th. The show's the 26th. So it's Chicago at the United Center. Ooh la la la. Ooh la la la. Okay. Uh, Chicago, Oakland. That's pretty dope. LA, Atlanta, Miami, New Jersey, DC, Paris, France. Ooh, maybe we have to go to London to the O2. I've always wanted to see a show there. London, O2, Nigeria, and Ghana. Wow. It's not that many dates. So these aren't, it's not like a tour tour. It's like flying day tour. Yeah. And it's not, it's only for like a month and a half. You think that'll be the last time to do anything together? I mean, we all need some money sometimes, don't we? Don't well, f- the cool part about this is I just typed this in a little while ago and it's like, it's such a big deal mm-hmm. that like CNN's reporting it. Yeah. USA Today, Vanity, I mean, Variety, what else is Billboard, um, what, Yahoo, like everybody, all the f- news outlets, mm-hmm. including Rolling Stone, are writing like huge I mean, articles on I mean, this, nobody on thought they would be back together. I actually saw Lauren um, a few years ago. I've seen Lauren. I've seen Wyclef. I've seen Pros. <laughs> I never. I've only seen them together once. Was that up in two uh, of the three smoking have come, grooves? Two yeah. of the three have come to the club. That's amazing. I actually DJed Wyclef John's VMA after party really? at Duvet in New York City. Nice. That's pretty amazing. I though. think he's the most talented. Well, I think she's talented as well. Oh, she's like the queen bee. I saw her after the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. She showed up uh, She showed up so late to this concert. Oh, and the whole time she was performing, too, she kept on hitting her ear. Like, she's like, her ears are like, I don't know, like, to her monitor guy. If you guys don't know what ears are, we call ears the monitors because you don't have so many monitors on stage. And she was just like, up, down, too loud. She was just, she wasn't even performing. She was more or less, like, trying to get her her monitors correct in her ears. It was crazy. Kind of, like, took away from the... yeah. The beauty of it a little bit because she's like the queen you know i just put her and like miss badu at the same thing actually i'm gonna go see her next week i'd say lauren's better i would say also but they are just two of the top soulful women of our generation i'll give you that one songwriting wise oh and mariah carey because i didn't know she wrote any of her own songs which is pretty amazing amazing. but i'm going to see uh miss badu at the end of the month with uh west side gun and quest love nice i'm excited about that i think it's next friday or next thursday next thursday radio city music hall well another great episode today awesome uh get those fuji's tickets they're gonna be hard to get yeah they're real hard to get i had to put in i had to i had to call in a little a little, a little favor. favor for that one a little favor. Yeah. yeah but it was worth it man uh so make oh. sure you check us out on the promoter he's a dj on all platforms all platforms all platforms merchandise is still up there BigNightShop.com. Yeah, get your merch. You see Jeff's hat? Show him your hat, bro. That shit is fire, son. Fire starter. <laughs> I'm a fire starter. Look at that hat. Get that hat. Go to nope. The camera's over here, Dodo. Dodo. <laughs> oh, let's talk about something else real quick. Yo, what? check out that. I put Jeff onto something this week called uh, fuck the fucking uh DJ Premier shit. Oh, that's yeah, what's that, up. That's what's up. Yeah, yo, everybody, check out my guy DJ Premier's new show on on YouTube called "That's What's Up." He it takes breaks, about like five. We say five six minutes. Five six minutes. He breaks down 
amazing songs that and how they came to fruition. It's pretty awesome. And this week's episode is uh, D'Angelo. Wow. Yeah, it's really good. So you guys check that out. He breaks down like where he got the sample from, what like some secrets were in the studio. So yeah, cool. I wanted to make sure we plug that because it's super entertaining. And Jeff was super psyched when I, I told him about it. I watched the whole season. I know, and I'm not really one of those guys that go on to the the just like you know binge it heavy. But I don't even listen to podcasts, so I thought this was so interesting. So oh, and that thing I put you on too, that Mark Ronson special on uh, Apple yeah. TV is dope too. Yeah. So check those out, man. Absolutely. Tell us what you think we should be checking out as far as music-wise, documentaries and shit goes, too. Yes, sir. You can find me at Jason Smith Music on my IG. You find my brother at Jeff London underscore. One time. Peace. Okay, I'm reloaded. Jeff London. DJ Jason.